You gonna launch the battleship this time? Hey, I'm Ryan. Why you gotta do me like that? <laughs> uh, and I'm Steve. This is Sixty Second Home, your guitar buying, selling, trading, modding, fixing, breaking, reviewing, playing podcast. We're back at it. Yep. What date is this? It's not Christmas Eve or anything like that. This is just a regular old no, week. No, this That's will next be week. like December 16, I think. Yeah. 16. D- d- good old 12-16. That's significant date. Uh, what's this first ad we're going to do? A Kramer. Uh, this first ad was sent by Justin Sveck. He says, why even show a comp in your marketplace listing if you're also going to show a pic of that bungee cord abuse? I don't get it. Also, if you buy this, you won't get a high E string. So this thing is kind of buck wild. It's eighty dollars. It's a Kramer, uh, J. K- is it Kramer one thousand? Yeah, it's a Kramer Focus one thousand. Focus one thousand. Uh, made in Japan. Uh, this is like I was looking at the eBay uh listing here, and it has a J K one thousand. J K one thousand. Oh, that one has the EVH pickup and the EVH D tuna. And that one's for nine hundred and eighty six. But this yeah. one in particular is for eighty dollars. Yeah. And it is beat to crap. It's got a Floyd Rose, but no locking nut. Um, well, it has the nut. It doesn't have the, the saddle. It doesn't have the, the locks yeah. for that nut. So it has this. It has a serious natural relic going on. It has that like teenage skate park relic thing going on. It has the Floyd Rose where everything that's not that wasn't originally black is now rust. Yeah, it's thing just going rusty on. and soft looking. It's got a rusted pickup to match, and it's missing uh, the chunk of the headstock that would feature the high east uh, string tuner. Yeah, this is actually. <laughs> I feel like this is a common uh, break. It is on it's, these guitars. You know what's funny? Gibson bought Kramer, and Kramer headstocks break all the time. <laughs> like they're kind of fame, like famously, like. Eddie Van Halen's Kramer's headstock broke, I sh- and he had to drill a, 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 an emergency hole in it for the high E tuner that was lower down on it. And on some like reproductions, it'll have that extra tuner, oh, weird, like hanging off of it. Yeah, um, I have a, a, I think it's a Jackson neck at home that was also like this era pointy headstock. I got it from Ron Childress. It was when like, did you get this Jackson neck? Like years ago. Where, like where do probably, you keep all this stuff? It's just outside I in just, a closet. I'm just, I never go to your house anymore, so I don't see the piles of guitars no, you like, apparently you, have you laying around. You would never see this anyway because it's just like it's it's behind my uh, – I've got one of those uh, – Like an outdoor shed thing, like a shed cabinet? So in the carport, there's like an elevated storage. Oh, okay, yeah. In the carport, and then – in that elevated storage, there's like one of those things that you use to organize screws. You know what I'm talking about? Steve is keeping guitars where most people <laughs> then, keep like Christmas trees and big jugs no, of the, yeah, motor oil. No, exactly. This is a uh, this is just a neck, and it's behind the screw organizer. I think it's also behind like two Christmas tree stands because I've got oh a gosh. I've got a stand for small Christmas trees and a stand for big Christmas trees. <laughs> There's you, like you just recently noticed that you have this neck because you pulled out the Christmas tree stand, right? No, no, no. <laughs> it all came back to you like, oh yeah, I've had this guitar neck because I haven't heard you mention this neck at all in the six years we've done this podcast. I've seen it a few times. There's just never any reason to talk about it until now. All right, all right. Well, looking at this thing, like even just this current state beyond like the damage, like look at how this thing is strung. The way the strings are running underneath that retainer bar and stuff like that. This thing is a disaster. 
for eighty dollars, I almost just want to rescue it and put it out of its misery, like <laughs> bury it. Is is there anything on this that is that you would be like, yeah, maybe I'd salvage that? You know what I would try? I would salvage. You know, I think I think you could clean up that Floyd Rose decently enough for it to play. Um, I think there's value there as long as there's not any serious burrs on the saddles. But you could clean those up with a little bit of sandpaper and some polish. Um, the pickup might be fine. I don't know if this is is an MIJ. I don't know a ton about um, Kramer's or you know the years they were made and where they were made. Well, apparently one of them is on eBay for a thousand dollars. I mean, if this is a desirable one. An MIJ from whatever year this is from, I'd pay $80 for it and I'd repair that headstock. Because then the, if it's desirable, then the neck probably plays pretty good. What would you use to match the headstock? Or would you just add a, would you just do the Van Halen thing? I like might do saying? the, I might honestly might do the Van Halen thing just to keep it funky. I just, I don't. It would look bad, I know, but it would be kind of like uh, correct in a way. <laughs> historically correct all right so i guess the other question with this is but some some luthier if this neck was good some luthier could could put a fresh piece of wood on there and sure and tidy it up for me you know um the other question in this is why do you include a picture where apparently you are using <laughs> the guitar as a to hold down plywood yeah, on, in the back of your truck to, to like Generate tension for bungee cords or something. You know, maybe we're using guitars all wrong. Maybe this is the best use for guitars is to be the center widget in a bungee cord, uh, you know, rig to hold down a bunch of plywood in the back. Of, is that plywood or is that sheetrock? I think that's I think sheetrock. It's sheet you got to hold down that sheetrock, and there's no device better for it than, than a, a guitar than a Kramer uh, Focus. Is it a Focus? It's a Focus One Thousand. Keep forgetting the model. <laughs> But, you know, it's because just it's got, not it's just got this perfect, you know, body style to to wrap the cables, the bungee cords around the horns and around the neck and stuff like that. It really just ties all the bungees together and holds them in place in the back of your truck. Keeps your sheetrock nice and safe, you know. It's, it's, it's really like, I don't. Yeah, I don't understand why would anyone would include this photo in a used ad. Like, it doesn't make any damn sense. Like, and I even understand, like, you know, you get those. Every once in a while, you get a picture of, like, some dude, like, going crazy. You know, he's trying to sell. He's trying to sell, like, I don't know, like, a SG or whatever. And he wants to include a picture from when he was using it in his band two years ago. Right. And you're looking at it, and you're like, oh, man, like, that dude's covered in sweat. You know it was, like, 95 degrees in that club. It's just sweat everywhere. It's yeah. super gross. Dude probably hasn't cleaned it. Like, you're going to have you're gonna have to deal with that if you buy this. But, like, I understand that because that's, like, you're selling a lifestyle there. You're selling, like... You uh, don't think this picture is selling lifestyle, Steve? Yeah, this picture is selling... Look at this $80 <laughs> tool you can get if you're a construction worker to hold down your sheetrock. An $80 tool is what you call the dude who does this. <laughs> dude, you are an $80 tool. Jeez. <laughs> uh, honestly, though, like, I had a little bit of drifting in my imagination that would justify this okay in theory hit me you look you're looking at the rest of the truck the back of the truck uh-huh no surface underneath the sheetrock looks like it's a good place for a guitar safe place for a guitar 
Dude, it's like, was there no room inside of the truck for no, this? No, because that's where his dogs are. His dogs are going to claw over it and drool all over it. So he was looking at the situation. He's like, I got a truck full of junk and air compressors and chunks of sheetrock and stuff like that and open toolboxes. It's not going to be safe down there. I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to bungee cord it to the other side of this sheetrock where there will be nothing to bump against it, nothing to damage it any further because I want to preserve this guitar in its current state and not relic it anymore because I'm honest. I don't do fake relics. I do real relics. I'm not just going to throw a guitar in the truck to fake relic it. I'm going to preserve this thing. So that's what he did is he bungee corded it to the biggest, cleanest, smoothest object he can find, which happened to be a full-size sheet of sheetrock. Aside from the headstock missing like... 10% 10% of itself, I identified like at least another dozen finished flaws in this instrument. There oh, is riddled with problems. The, the, you're still, hey, uh, I've got, I've got this, I've got this, I've got a 1985 Volvo that's, you know, the chassis is rut, like the entire underneath is rusted out. Uh, you know, the, the passenger side rear door is, is held on by duct tape. But hey, can you make sure you put that second coat of wax on there? <laughs> the mu- the get- muffler's held on by a bungee cord. I'm not getting the vibe that this is one of the the desirable, expensive Kramers. Like, I don't know a ton about Kramers, but I'm not getting that vibe at all. Just like little things like the jack plate and the just the license Floyd. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I just noticed that this is a license Floyd. And the I- mismatched, like... Uh, posts that the Floyd is sitting on and there's something about the pickup that just doesn't look good. I don't know. Like it's not screaming desirable Kramer to me besides it saying in my J on the headstock. But I don't, like I said, I don't know anything about Kramer's and you know where they were made when they were made and what's desirable. So the JK 1000 wasn't Kramer there are a bunch of these on wouldn't like the desirable versions of a Kramer be the USA made ones. Like I think that's the Van Halen era is, is USA made Kramers, right? It wouldn't be MIJ made Kramers. Um, so this thing's gotta be, so the, these ones here are also like this JK 1000, 1986 JK 1000 is also made, um, in Japan and they're asking for eight fifty. but this has like the banana headstock. Um, isn't that's what like this, this one? The, that's no, what this would have started out with. I don't think it is. This no, is I a, think so. I think this started out as a banana headstock. No, I think this is a pointy headstock. You think it's man. a pointy headstock? Mm-hmm. No. It's a, either way, like it's a different. It's a different logo. I think it. Like, yeah, it's a different. It is, head, it's it a, is different a different headstock yeah. graphic. Yeah, yeah. I think there's some different angles of, overall. I don't know. No, I think it was a banana headstock. I'm seeing like a bunch of pictures because it's got a little bit of a swoop here. It's going, so I, it's going towards the banana. I think the Focus 1000 is a completely different. Oh, here's a era. Focus, at least this, at least this graphic where it says Focus oh, yeah, 1000 yeah. by Kramer because right, right. the desirable Kramers uh, just say Kramer. Kramer. Yeah, they yeah. don't say Focus 1000. Though this person's still asking three forty five for a Focus one thousand. Oh, yeah, but it's that. in clean headstock. It's in clean that. condition, though. Where that headstock at? Maybe it is. Maybe it is rounded. I'm telling you. All right. Yeah. Yeah. This is a banana headstock. 
You could peel it. You could duct tape it to a wall, Steve. <laughs> I had to look that meme up. It was some like art thing or whatever. Who cares? Who cares? Right? Apparently somebody paid like a lot of money for that banana. <laughs> it's only gonna last a day or two. I know. <laughs> You throw it in the freezer and make a hundred and twenty five thousand so, dollar banana okay, so, bread out of so it. So eighty bucks, uh you think you think you're chasing this at eighty bucks. Uh eighty bucks they've got my attention, but how, I sure how, as hell am not paying eighty dollars for this because like in a pristine condition you pulled up one up for three hundred. Yeah. This thing is in trashed condition. Like you're gonna have to spend a hundred bucks just to get it polished, you know. You're gonna might have to spend hundred and fifty bucks if you want to restore that headstock, taking it to a luthier or whatever. Um but if this was in front of me at a garage sale, I'd offer thirty bucks. You're you're, uh, you're interested in this if uh, if this is at Kobe. At Kobe, like you're going to pay more than a garage sale because those people are there to make money, and garage sale people are there to like get rid of stuff. So this would be this would be in a stand at at the swap meet for eighty bucks. And then I'd have to talk them down to like 65. And that's like the lowest the person would go because swap meet people are kind of nuts sometimes. Uh, but for 65 bucks, I might think about it. I'd walk around and then come back to it and be like, uh, 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 I don't know. Like something about the idea of drilling the extra hole. Right. And doing that style thing does sound fun to me in a destructive sort of way. Yeah, it sounds fun to you. It sounds terrifying to anyone who watched your SL. But I mean, have you se- have you video. seen Van Halen's guitars? Like, him I haven't I, seen the, the one that you're talking about. Him, him and I are like kindreds. We're kindred souls as far as like our mod style goes. BFFs. We just kind of get sloppy and make stuff bad. You know, we just. Bust out the saw and just start sawing at things. <laughs> oh, that's that's a topic we should have hit. Is uh, should have talked about Van Halen. Did we talk about that? Why do we, we need to talk about Van Halen? Because there was a whole thing on like a social media thing a couple weeks ago where, um, there's uh, oh where with Billy, uh, Billy Eilish. Billy Eilish doesn't know who Van Halen is, and everyone like like all of these people are having a meltdown. And I think it was the um, Gearslim podcast already did it. Oh, did they? Yeah. Well, the the thing that I liked is and everyone more people listen to them, right? Why would yeah. we cover? You um, know, people are just going to think we're we're just cheesing off of them. I, I was reading different articles on it, and the one that I liked is they interviewed. I think it was Wolfgang Van Halen. Yeah, they interviewed his son, and his son was like asking a seventeen-year-old if they know who Van Halen is is the equivalent to asking a forty-year-old if they know who Perry Como is. Right. It's like Van Halen. Whether or not he's right or wrong, like at the end of the day, like if you are a teenager, like Van Halen is is basically irrelevant to you. Like, well, here's here's something I said in in, in a post outside the guitar community. A, what a friend of mine that's a DJ, a radio DJ, was posting about it, and I basically said like outside the guitar community, Van Halen hasn't been relevant to pop culture in decades. Yeah. Like in decades. I like, mean, like, I, mean, I, think I mean, we're talking about Billie Eilish, who's like, what, 19, 17? No, she's like 17. Uh, you talk to a 27-year-old. She's, she's not even an adult. If you go on Google right now and you search for Billie Eilish, you go on a government watch list. <laughs> I can't afford any more of that. I already was Googling Betty Boop a few weeks ago. Uh, but, like, you, you ask a 27-year-old, let alone a 17-year-old, 
about Van Halen and there's someone outside the guitar community, they're probably going to have a blank stare for a while and be like, oh, yeah, who who's that? I've heard the name, but I well, don't know. Well, the framing was also weird because it wasn't like – because whoever – I can't remember the host. I think – I forget if it was Kimmel or Fallon, but it was one of the late night guys – said, can you name a Van Halen? Or was like, do, do a song you, or like, or like one, Van Halen? That was just the any question. Van like, Halen. It was like, can you know? Can you name a Van Halen? Something like that. And so it was like, double. Well, that's whammy. a really weird question, anyways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could name a Van Halen. How about Gary? How about <laughs> Janice Van Halen? There's got to be one out there. Bill Van Halen. <laughs> Is that like a new model of of Tesla car? The Van Halen. I'd Victor. I haven't heard of it yet. Oh wait, that. Are we talking about Van Halen or Van Helsing? <laughs> Yeah, that's like Dracula's Simon enemy, Belmont. Right? <laughs> anyway. uh, so what's new, Steve? What do you got um, going on? What's new is I got this uh, package. This is a Black Friday order uh-huh. uh, from Mr. Black Pedals. So I thought oh we would gosh. open it on uh, on the show. I didn't uh, know. he did, did he do a uh, Black Friday thing this year? I don't know, but I got this uh, on Black Friday. <laughs> you, I you, ordered this on Black Friday. You ordered this on Black Friday. From, from Mr. Black Pedals. Uh, it's got a thing in here. This is the the thing with the got thing. a catalog. You got some case got candy some, there. Uh, some stuff. Here's a here's a invoice. Right, paid. Here's an invoice paid eleven twenty four, two thousand seventeen. Steve, this is this you is... you you spent two hundred and eighty dollars and ninety cents two years ago, Steve, and you're just now unboxing it. I got the uh, I got the solid state echo chamber. I'm starting to think that super rich Steve isn't a joke character. It's what Steve has actually been working up to his whole life. Uh, I got the let's do this one first. Uh, the Eterna Gold. That's the like the shim verb. Yeah. <laughs> Even though it's 2019 and shim verb is no longer relevant. <laughs> and uh, oh, this one. This was the yeah, Black Friday shim- sale. Which was if you bought uh, two pedals, you got the BB-47X for free. 74X. 74X. Yeah. So there you go. There you go. Merry Christmas to me. It's like you bought yourself a present two years ago. <laughs> New I don't know why I'd never opened this on the show two years ago. I just didn't. Steve joked about just putting that bag up for sale on Reverb and be like... <laughs> Mr. Black Black Friday, uh, uh, yeah, Black Friday pedals. I think that was back when, like, the email new, in, new think, in bag. I think the email that year just said like Mr. Black Friday too. You're ridiculous. Steve. Yeah, uh, I've heard really good things about uh, this delay, though. I'm excited about this. Yeah, I think you're gonna like that. Uh, it's the one with the, the slider. One. Yeah, and it's actually a lot smaller than I thought. So it's exactly the size I thought it would be. Not any bigger or smaller. Nope, that's the exact size I imagined. Very cool. You got anything new, Ryan? I do have something new. I was going to talk about one thing, but then I changed my mind because I remembered that a few days ago I introduced my five-year-old son into the world of Craigslisting things to get money. <laughs> Remember how uh, I've had that uh, Gravedigger monster truck power wheels in the yeah. in the garage forever? Yeah. Well, it's gone now. It's not over there. Nice. Um, it just it was a very generous gift that uh, my father-in-law got my son two years ago for Christmas. Mm-hmm. It's the biggest Power Wheels that it, that there is, basically. Is it re- like it? I, was it abnormally large it's for ab- a Power Wheel? It's abnormally large. It's the big one. 
it's so big you can't turn it in our backyard. Right. It's so big we can't fit it through the gates to get in our backyard. So <laughs> I have to get help from another adult the same size as me to lift it over our heads to get it oh over the gosh. fence to even get it in the backyard. Weren't you saying like the turning radius is too wide to yeah, like it's drive too wide. it to the local park? I think my I think my car, my actual car, has a tighter turning radi- radius than this Power Wheels. <laughs> um, we had, we took it to the local park once. We borrowed my brother's truck to get it there, and then when we had it there, my son he drove it and was excited to drive it, but just beelined straight to the playset, parked it, got out, and played at the playground. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like he didn't even like, like cruise it around the park or anything like that. So it's just been sitting in the garage, taking up space, which is my job. I'm supposed to take up space in the garage. <laughs> and uh, so an opportunity has come up. This is a side story that connects. Uh, I'm going to be doing some media coverage of some uh, guitar gear on the Tuesday before NAM. Right. And then they're going to put me up in a hotel up there. I'm trying, trying to figure this out. Okay. You're going to, we're going to get there real quick. I'm not going to make it too long. And then Wednesday, I figured I'd just stay up there because NAM starts on Thursday. Okay. I was like, hey, family, come up to Anaheim yes. on Wednesday and we'll do Disney. Mm-hmm. And so I pitched to my son, let's sell your monster truck and that'll fund our Disney trip. So my wife listed the truck. My son agreed to it. Are those things that expensive? We sold it for 300 bucks. Good grief. Yeah. They're 400 new. Man. Yeah. I had nuts. no idea. So... uh Henry was a little bit on the fence about it. It's like, why do we have to sell anything? <laughs> and then I was like, I was trying to explain it to him, like, we're going to use all the money so we can all go to Disneyland. And he's like, okay, okay. I was like, and you've never used that truck. You've only used it once, right? He's like, yeah, yeah. I was like, do you remember using it? I'm like, no, not really. He just likes to climb on it when he sees it in the garage. I was like, I'll, like, you can have more fun climbing on $300. Yeah, there's, a, there's a shop vac. It's the same thing. Right, it's the same. I've got a table here. Climb on the table. Yeah. yeah. So anyways, uh, he got to have the experience of watching someone come and buy something and seeing the cash <laughs> counted out to me. And he's starting to understand money and numbers and stuff like that. He did a thing recently where uh, my wife had him crushing all the cans that go through the house. Right. And they took right. it to the recycling thing and he got like $12. Good grief. And he's like, oh man, I got $12. This is amazing. So then he's watching me afterwards like, okay, we're going to count out this money, Henry. And you can see how much money you got for that truck. And this mm-hmm. is your money because it was a gift for you. And I'm like, 100, 150, 160, blah, blah, blah. And I get to 300 and he's just like sweating. Like he didn't realize that much money could exist. Yeah. So... Maybe he's going to be looking at all of his possessions now. But can Dad, can we sell this? The problem is, is he's going to be like, oh, what? How much can I get for like something? And you're going to be like, that's worthless. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's going to be a while until like, he has something he can sell for three hundred dollars. He's going to try to like, well, either that or he's just going to try to sell his like playset. Yeah, yeah, like the the slip the slide thing and like yeah. It's going to start renting out uh oh that that would be a thing to do like you should rent out your deck to par- for parties. Oh my gosh. Oh, you want to have a deck party? I got a deck. Come have a party. No bathroom. No bathroom. You got to poop off the deck. <laughs> got to go down in the canyon. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, That's... I think it was a really fun and positive experience. He was kind of sad when we were talking about selling the truck, but then, once he got it, and now that he understands what that money is going to be used for, he's really excited about it. Yeah. So I think it's a I think it was a cool kid experience. 
You want to take us to uh, to the billing department? Yeah, this uh, first sponsor spot is, uh, well, this show is sponsored by Chase Bliss Audio, makers of fine, not just fine pedals. They're starting to really, really good pedals. They're starting to work on the mood as far as like producing it to sell. Like I saw an Instagram picture the other day and they had like a rack of like 300 of them or something like that of the cases for not the mood, the uh, the blooper. Oh, okay. I was like confused. I was like, the mood. The no, mood. I no. thought the mood was released already. No, the blooper. The the thing that they've been working on with yeah. knobs as a collab. Yeah. Which is going to be this super out there looping pedal. Uh, go check out the videos for that thing. It's 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 wild. But it looks like they're getting ready. They're getting geared up to uh, to actually have this thing ready to go. So keep an eye out for cool. that, guys. If you want to have a looper that's not like any other looper on the planet, that's what we're talking about. Case plus audio, they make pedals more creative than you are. <laughs> Thumbs up from Steve. You realize like half the people who listen to this like don't watch the videos, right? Like if you thumbs up, like no one's gonna catch that. <laughs> well, half the people are gonna catch it. I'm just it. like doing so many like gestures this episode, and I don't know why. This is the jester podcast. The jester just... podcast. I'm yeah. I'm this is the Mimasode. Yeah. Just for the rest of the episode. The Mimasode. Listeners. Who aren't watching? I'm flipping you off right now. All the <laughs> all the video people can see it. All the people on YouTube can see it, but you can't see it, and it's directed at you because you can't see it. So suck on that. Gross. <laughs> uh, you ready to hit this first topic? Yeah, let's hit this topic. Yeah. Uh, so what? Like now, it's been probably a week or two. Uh, there was this whole YouTube controversy. Well, I in, guess. in you know. I think it's been like two weeks. I think two and a half weeks, something like that. Yeah. So it's old news for everyone else. We're, we're, yeah. we're just dragging up old uh, but news. But there's a whole thing with like people speeding up their guitar playing. Yeah. I guess it really just started with like there's a few different channels that do it, but the biggest one, there was like a. Well, it was a like an Instagram thing. It. Well, yeah. There, there's just like some different things. And some of the people are, I guess, are like music teachers, but I don't know. I. It's all kind of dumb to me, but I think it's because I don't really listen to music where I care about people playing fast. Right, right. So I'm just like, oh, they're playing fast. Wow. Awesome. Great. But then I guess it's an issue if, cool. if like these guys are trying to sell like lesson courses or whatever. Yeah, they're like, you want to shred like this? I want you to play blues shred guitar. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it was this whole thing that blew up for like four days. Everyone who is just trying to farm clicks, which I should have been trying to do because it's my job. Farm clicks on YouTube was making videos about it, like just doing these exposés, trying to find people who were speeding up their playing. Yeah. And I don't know about you, Steve, but I was sitting back and looking at it and just feeling like, I don't care. <laughs> I don't what, care. What is, I don't care if some guy on Instagram is like, "Hey, check out me," you know, riffing on you know my Kiesel or something over here, and it just looks like it's so fast that no one could actually play. Right. It. So that's the thing is, there's like some of. So I guess the issue is that some of the people who supposedly were doing this are all like you said, like they're guitar teachers, but then. You know who could really you know who like, can, like most of the examples that I've seen, except for the one that's like th- that would probably the biggest name involved in all of it. Um, everyone else, as soon as I saw it, I was like, that doesn't look right. Sure. Like sure. there's just something obvious about it. Right. I mean, I think that I watched some of the videos. I will like cruise through. I, I like 
browse through them. I didn't watch the whole thing. Uh, but some of them were like, yeah, that guy on Instagram, that looks sped up. That looks really unnatural. The way the camera's moving feels really glitchy and unnatural and stuff because it's being handheld by someone who didn't know it was going to be sped up. And like, yeah, sure, fine. Like, they sped up these videos 25, 50%. Who knows? If it was me playing, you need to speed it up like 100%. But I listened to... <laughs> well, I think that's what one of the person, one of the people making the videos about these videos was claiming is that like someone sitting there and like tracking it all out and they have the click track running super slow and they're playing along right. to like a track and so they're playing the part slow and then they can speed it up and make it look like they're shredding and they do you know pitch correction on it or right. whatever but i'm watching these videos and i'm hearing this playing like maybe there's people out there who are impressed by this but to me it's about as musical as listening to like a dot matrix printer <laughs> Like it's it's just a lot of noise, and it's yeah, it takes a lot of skill to play that way, no matter what. Like even the slow down stuff, I was thinking like, like yeah, what? So what if you have to start with it slow and then you speed it up in post to get that effect to get right. that sound? Like it's still just a lot of apargio. I just mingled that apargio. word. <sighs> I just realized I've never said that word out You've loud. You've never said the word arpeggio out arpeggio. loud? Arpeggio. Jeez, Louise Ryan. It's just a bunch of, you know, like technical arpeggio nonsense yeah. and whatever. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Would you like another play of spaghetti with your arpeggio? <laughs> I'd love some spaghetti. <laughs> I was just putting too much emphasis on the wrong syllable. <laughs> It doesn't sound like something I want to sit and listen to. Like, even, like, there are shutters out there. Like, I can sit down and listen to Surfing with the Alien. I'm like, this is music. These right. are tunes. There's hooks in here. There's, like, a musical structure to this. A lot of this stuff just sounds like stunt playing. Sure. Like, oh, oh, cool. Yeah, you can play really fast and clean. Or you can't. You had to speed it up or whatever. But even playing in that style, it's not entertaining to me, I guess. Like if it's it's like if you watched a movie that had no script, it had no storyline, the the actors had no personality, but the camera angles, they just had a thousand camera angles per minute and they were all really like just super fast camera Did angles. Did you just describe the Star Wars prequels? <laughs> there are a lot of camera angles in those. <laughs> yeah, but this the the special effects on the pot races are so good. You know what? I did watch uh one of the prequel. I watched the first prequel. Uh a few weeks ago. Okay. And, How did uh, that go? I and, then I, and then I watched The Matrix 2 last night. Uh-huh. Oh, gosh. I'm sorry. The the prequels? I'm sorry. Their special effects hold up better than The Matrix. Sequel. The Matrix 2. The ma- so, I think. And maybe it's just because the, pre- the Star Wars prequels are extra cartoony, so it works within that world. Matrix 2 is a rough watch. I think the Matrix special effects outside, like anything that's not, anything that's computer generated in the Matrix films does not hold up. Not at all. I will say that fully. The scene that I always remember, and I forget if it's... Well, I think all the robots are fine, but like all the, you know... All of the the mocap, it's not even mocap Keanu Reeves. Or like there's a, it I, looks like like video game cutscenes. I forget which which Matrix film is it the first one where he just learns how to fly. Yeah, like that whole 
Keanu Reeves learning how to fly part is like aged horribly. It also doesn't help that Matrix Two has got to be like one of the. Well, I. So anyway, back, back, yeah. back to guitar stuff. Oh, right, right, do you, right. Do you care about the stuff being spit up? What's your What's your hot take on it? I think if I was like into. I think if I was into that kind of music, maybe I would care. But because I'm not, it I just feels, don't. It just feels like, oh, you find out some uh, athlete has been doping and cheating, but you super don't care about the sport at all. Right. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. So I don't care if freaking shot putters dope. <laughs> I don't care if curlers are doping. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> I want to live in a world where curling is is affected by like it's like they're all I don't, Dude, what don't would they be, even take don't be surprised man they might maybe they take cocaine i don't know they just to make it more fun they're they're all just stoned <laughs> if you, that if was a, that was unintentionally punny if you oh my gosh if it turned out that like just getting high was part of curling it would become the world's most popular sport overnight. I mean, you got to figure like this tra- topic is so boring. Tradition, we keep, traditional we keep jumping into traditional other things. Curling has got to be like one of the great drunk sports, right? Man, I'd curl if I was drunk. Like you're just out there and I'd then curl right up. at some point you're like sweepers are like, man, I'm too smashed to, I'm too smashed to sweep. Just throw that thing. And you're like, all right, man, let me just uh, one more drink. It's got to it, get that it right had balance. To, it had to start as a drinking game. Right. It's like, oh, if you go past that, you got to take a drink. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you knocked out my stone. Pass me that. Pass me my beer. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And it's I mean, it's a Canadian. Is we're it gonna, a Canadian sport? We're going to be feels old, like a Canadian. We're going to be old and grumpy. And uh, uh, beer pong is going to be in the Olympics. And we'll be like. Ah, they've lost the spirit of the game. <laughs> Back in my day. Uh, besides, but though, like, besides the people who are using this to scam people for gen, lessons, gen, like, generation, like, what is it? By the time where, by the time that happens, it's going to be like the young generation is going to be like generation AA, like <laughs> AB. AB1 or whatever. Oh, yeah, because they're going to Because it's going to go Gen Z, and then it'll be Gen AA, and then Gen AB. Well, they keep That's coming out saying, with new right. generations like every four years. It'll it'll be all the way back around to like Gen G yeah, and in like eight years. And they're just going to be like, we're just going to be like, oh, back in my day, we called this beer pong, and they're just gonna, there's going to be a chorus over on, okay, Millie. <laughs> Millie. <laughs> they're just going to shorten it to Millie. <laughs> we won't even be millennials anymore in a couple of years. They'll find a new thing to call us. Don't get too attached to any of these titles. Uh, but besides- can you imagine? Like, do you think? Do you think somewhere sitting around the the greatest generation was just like, you know what? We were pretty cool. They should call us the greatest. Like, we should call ourselves the greatest generation and see if it sticks. I think they just they called themselves that because they won a war or something. Who cares? Yeah, wars. Yeah. Most of the people that we think are part of the greatest generation are part of the silent generation, anyways. Greatest are gen- they? Yeah, greatest generation is like World War One. No, I thought silent generation was World War One. Greatest generation was World War Two. Nope, wrong is order. It the other way around. Yeah, really. Yeah, go look it up. Sure? I looked it up a f- few weeks ago. I'm looking it up right now. All right, you look it up. I'm just going to put a button on this topic, and you can chime in if you have more to say. But I just I don't feel like. This is really that important outside of being clickbait for YouTube channels, which I relate to. 
but uh, like unless someone is scamming people with like lessons oh, and okay. promise, promises of like shred lessons and they're speeding up their playing to like advertise themselves. Like if it's just some dude on Instagram trying to show off and trying to get people to like him for some reason because he's insecure or like, like it's just his hobby to like troll people. I don't care. Like, yeah, go, you know, we use all kinds of technology all the time to account for the fact that we can't do everything and we can't do it well. Like every single recording you hear on the radio, they didn't take that in one take. Like that person yeah. sat there and was like, oh, I have to cut out this 15 second thing where I fudged it. I'm going to redo it again. And, you know, they're probably not going to play it perfect live either. Or we'll get really close. But I mean, the, we have all this technology that allows us to edit things like it. I think if someone said to themselves, I have this part that I've written and it sounds best when it's played at a speed that's impossible for a human hand to play, mm -hmm. go ahead and do it. Use that in your recording because you came up with the idea for that tune. You came up with a part that is can only sound best when it's played beyond the realm of human ability. So why not? make that happen with the technologies that are available to realize your creative output and your creative dream. You know, it's more about hand ability and there's a creative ability that I don't think people should, uh, kind of ignore or, or poo poo look down on because it's outside of a physical ability. What, what's your thought on that, Steve, before no, I, you get into this generation stuff? Um, no, that, that was kind of my thought as well Is it's like, where do you draw the line between, um, you know, multi-tracking or cutting up a solo in the recording studio versus freaking Les Paul sped stuff up all the time. That was like his whole deal. Like he would record well, that, that he would record a track, he would speed it up and then he would play over that. And it would cause like this octave dubbing. Well, and that was also uh, not even for the purpose of octave dubbing, but that's part of like the legend of that goes around Robert Johnson is it's right. like, well, how did he play so fast, so high? And it's like, well, it's because he actually played it all Low. like lower, like below. Yeah. Like, like There's frequency a, wise, like below the seventh fret. And it was all just like sped up like half an octave or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. There was a, there's a clip out there somewhere where someone speeds, where they slow down Robert Johnson tracks and it makes his tracks sound almost just like in style and timber in playing style and singing style as all the other blues artists of the time. Right. Like it brings him back to sounding like everyone else to slow him down. And it's like, maybe they sped up his recordings. Maybe he was just a normal dude, you know, who knows, but, but, but probably but, not. But what resulted from speeding him up, if that is what happened is music that people wanted to listen to. Right. So I don't know. Suck on that for a while. Debate it in the comment section. Okay, tell so, me about these so generations, up, Steve. So backing up, you are correct. The Silent Generation did come after the Greatest Generation. Um, now what? So what generation would you say fought in World War II? In World War II, I'm going to say the Greatest Generation. Okay, fought. so so I think we're on the same page with that. I didn't realize, but what the, but the Greatest Generation is the or the offspring of the World War One generation, right? Yeah. Right. And then the, so, the so, silent generation is a generation that stayed home. 
Because they were too young. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So the sign, yeah, exactly. So the, so I didn't I didn't know that was the silent generation. And apparently, they may have taken their name because they were like teenagers or like college students during the McCarthy era. Right, right. So they were like silent because they didn't want people thinking they were communists. Right, right. But then, like you think you think of Greatest Generation, you think of the generation pre like directly previous the Boomers. Right. Like because, my, but they're actually the kids of Boomers. Right. And my, yeah. My granddad mm-hmm. fought in the Korean War. That's quite a ways after World War Two. Yeah. So <laughs> um so the silent generation is 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 the Korean War. Like right. people who fought in the Korean War, but and Vietnam know, may have been and, too old. Because uh, Korean War was post Vietnam, wasn't it? Or was it the same time? No, it's the Korean War was like fifty like forty nine ish, nineteen forty nine, nineteen fifty to nineteen fifty three. My granddad flew jets in the Korean War. That is a thing. And that happened in the 40s? It happened at like the very... Like I'm not sure if it... I think it started in 1950. But like it was like bubbling in the late 1940s. Because it was fallout from like the Chinese and like the Soviet era, all that all right, stuff. All right, all right. Correct us in the comments. I have a, I thought it was in the 60s. No. Could be wrong. All right. No. Shows what Vietnam, Vietnam for the United States started in... You know wars can like, happen at the same time, right? Yeah, I know. The, the like the the French involvement in Viet like the big like French conflict in Vietnam didn't start until like 1954. Okay. At least as far as like we understand. Yeah. Right. Right. I'm saying. So I'm- like the entirety of the Vietnam War was from like 1954 to 1975, but the U.S. involvement didn't start until like 1960s. Right. Right. Okay, you want to go on to the next thing? What is the next thing? I don't even know. <laughs> but Do tet- I, I don't even know if I care. The tetanus caster. Um, Where is it? Where are you, tetanus caster? You're all the way down here, aren't you? I'm going to find you. There you are. This was sent to us by John Bott. I don't want to select it. Yeah, this is it. guitar made of nails, tetanus cancer, tetanus caster, one of a kind. Did you guitar- say tetanus cancer? Yeah, that's a double whammy. Yeah, it is. Uh, this is two thousand. No, this only has one. Whammy. It doesn't. This doesn't have any whammies on it. It's a hardtail. Sorry, Steve. The band takes the stage and starts playing on a stand with a strategically placed backlight and a little fog. Sits the guitar made of nails. None of the band members, not even the lead shredder, acknowledges the guitar is there, but the audience sees it. Now, near the end of the show, and the audience assumes it's only a prop. But as you start playing the epic finale of your set, your lead guitarist picks up the guitar na- made of nails, plugs it in, and the crowd goes wild. They take their most epic blistering solo of the evening on this guitar, and of course, the crowd goes wild. Of course. With the help of a carefully placed packet of fake blood, there's now blood dripping down their arm all over oh the gosh. guitar and all over the stage. No one will forget this show, and you will truly have a one-of-a-kind kick-ass guitar that will never be made again because it was too much freaking work. <laughs> Yes, it's fully functioning in shred. Watch the video of it being made to see and hear it. All the nails are from my collection of reclaimed nails. Uh, some are from recently made pallets, and some are over 100 years old. This is from his personal collection So of some nails. of these nails are like millennial nails and Gen Z nails. Oh, my gosh. Some of them are like lost generation nails. <laughs> uh, yes, it is fully fun. Okay. Uh, yes, you may get hurt playing this, but it is so worth it. Disclaimer, I and my company are not responsible for injuries sustained while using this guitar. Uh, this guitar has a 25.5-inch scale, 16-inch radius, burnt maple neck, EMG select pickups. 
That's a burnt maple neck, not a roasted maple neck, yeah. by the way. I, wa- I watched the video of him making it, and he just blowtorched the neck oh to get that finished. Uh, ships in a well-used bass guitar hard shell case that it happens to fit in. It shredded the gig bag. Yeah, I bet. I bet it uh, shreds the gig bag. Have a crazy idea of your own? Contact me. I might be able to make that dream a reality. Here's my thing. Okay, I, I guess like... Lay it on me, man. How long is it going to take you to give me this hot take? Is this hot, is this hot take going to be cold by the time it's ready? I'm trying to cool it down. <laughs> I do appreciate the variety of nails involved. In there this. are a lot of different kinds of uh, nails. There here. are some of those like wedge nails that we you like that are used in modern religious ceremonies. Yes, yes. I think there might uh, be uh, one of the nails from uh, that that held Christ to the cross. Uh, I don't see any of those here. It's in the back. It's it's a it's a relic. It's a it's a holy relic back there. All right. So anyway, my whole thing with this is you put do all this work, you build a two thousand dollar guitar, and then you drop EMG selects in it. Like really? Well, I'm going to venture to say that he put two thousand dollars worth of time into this because I did watch that video and it looked like a pain in the ass to do this. Yeah. But this is not a two thousand dollar playing guitar. Um. Just all that nail work is where all that time is. Uh, the body itself, he believe it or not, he did cut that body. He did make the, the wood core of it from scratch. I watched him do it. Uh, and then what he did is he just started pounding nails into it. Mm-hmm. So he got it kind of fuzzy with nails on the edges. Mm-hmm. And then he welded the rest of the nails to those nails that were uh, hammered in. Uh, so it was kind of just like, build it as you go sort of concept. Yeah, yeah. Like the the body it's just kind of like, took shape as he went. It's got a vaguely Les Paul shape. But every nail is welded on multiple points. And it looks like there's like 600 nails involved here. Yeah, how heavy is this? Probably very heavy or decent. It might actually be surprising because there's a lot of air involved. True. Um, But it's probably decently heavy. But the time cost of welding all those nails and lining them up and holding them and just being around a hot welding torch, like, yeah, I'd charge 2000 bucks for this, too. It doesn't mean it's going to play like a $2,000 guitar, but, I mean, come on. The effort is there, and if you absolutely need this as your stage prop, where else are you going to get it? I think it? if you build this, you gotta you you got to put a little more work into pitching this as having some kind of significant meaning and Here's, like trying to sell this as a functional piece of like functional art. Right. Right. Not as like, Oh, you got to get this and then get some fake blood and do, 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 do. I'm like, what? Yeah. I think if it was more of like a commissioned piece versus like him just doing something cause he thought it would be fun. Um, also, I mean, why is there, there's no, like you, one bolt in this. I know it's total false, false advertising. It should have been nails and bolt guitar. Yeah. Uh, if you watch the video, the guy, you can tell he's got a good humor about it and he's got a really good attitude about it. He's like, well, you know, I can build you something too that probably only I will like <laughs> that sort of thing. So he's probably our type of guy. Like I think, <laughs> he, I think he gets it. Right. And I, pro- I kind of had the thought like, I wonder if he did this. Partly to entertain himself and also to like advertise his YouTube channel via reverb and also to advertise like his services of what he can provide. Like he, he can make something wild for you 
if you want to hire him. And this reverb ad serves as an advertisement for him, which is kind of smart. Maybe I should make something and put it on reverb and put a video. You in know the description. what? We've uh, we've looked at this guy's stuff before. I'm not surprised. Um, this is uh, the guy's name is Tim Sway. Um, I thought the name was familiar when I was watching his video. Yeah, we he's like makes uh, wonky stuff. He makes some wonky stuff because everything he builds is like rec- from reclaimed. Yeah, and that was the thing. Like um, the uh, the the wood core for this guitar was like a piece of barn wood or something like that. Yeah, he's got some some different things. He made a acrylic, like a bullet quote bulletproof acrylic guitar, probably from you know reclaimed mm-hmm. that and whatever. And um, so I remember we actually we at least have looked at his stuff before. Yeah. I don't know that we actually this shot where the background's kind of out of focus. It looks cool in this shot. I wonder if he painted it later because this looks more black than the other photos. The other photos look rusty, and this looks like it, there's like a layer of paint on it. Oh, maybe. I think this concept is almost there. Like, if he did this like a dozen times, he'd come up with like a really pretty way of latticing all those nails together. Because right now yeah. it's just kind of haphazard and a little misformed, like misshapen. But if he came up with a style where they were like connecting in a specific repeated way, like a geomet- geometric sort of pattern, like I think it could look very attractive. If done just right. And then it would be like, and if he did it just right and really tooled it to be a, like a super high quality playing guitar, I, he could probably command five or six grand for, for you one. Think so? Yeah. Most of the stuff that he's like, almost everything he sells is under a thousand dollars. Yeah. So this one is actually, um, like a more expensive piece. Like if he did this just right, it would be one of those guitars that sits, in the boutique guitar builders, like the boutique luthier right. booth at NAM, right. where it's like people just showing off their ability to craft and to woodwork and to come up with custom bits and pieces and stuff. Like it has that vibe. He's just not quite there yet with this example of it. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, I'm, I'm trying to find the thing that I thought we talked about before. It might have been this one. Um, I mean, his, his, like I said, his it's name is like a familiar. punk rock theme. He called it a punk rock theme guitar. And on the back of the body, he has like all of these stickers. I've never seen they're that. Like bur- I've never they're seen like that burning. in my life, Steve. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I swear we talked about that one. We before. probably did. All right, Steve, let's play some bills. Uh, this uh, next sponsor for the show is Diderio. Uh, we're still talking about the XT strings for them. You know, a bunch of the premier guitar mystery stockings, uh, people were getting XT strings. And I was telling, I was like, you gotta, you gotta use those. Like that's, that's their, that's your $40 item right there. Try. (laughs) You just scored. That's a, that's a $10,000 set of strings. Yeah. I mean, they're, (laughs) they're not that expensive. They're actually pretty, I think they're like 15 bucks. No, I think Uh, they're cheaper than that. I've seen, I think I've seen them on Amazon, like nine or 10 bucks. Yeah. uh, But they're a great set of strings and actually like, uh, I would have been if I would have gotten those strings in my premier guitar mystery stocking. I would have been pretty stoked to get a free yeah. pack of those. Um, they're great strings. Ryan, have you played your Strat lately? Uh, yeah, I have. Yeah, how's it holding up? Yeah, it's fine. It's great. The strings are still like slick. They still feel not rusty or crusty. They still feel twangy. Yeah, I like them. I really like these strings. They might be my default string now, honestly, which I never thought I'd say about a coated string. I mean, still, let's give them. Let's give them five years and see how they're doing. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I feel like in five years, I'm like, oh, these strings are just 
not quite right anymore. Mm, I don't know if I can endorse a string anymore. <laughs> uh, if they last, by then we'll all be playing laser strings. If they last five years with your hands, like put them in a museum. <laughs> the guitar will waste away before the strings do. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, uh, I mean, I think in the past there's been coated strings as a way of being like, oh, these won't rust and corrode, and this is like a long lasting string. Yeah. I would buy these for their feel. And their sound. No, they have a super soft feel. Even like they if feel great, even if they weren't long lasting, right? Because I think that they just are a pleasant string to play with. Uh, so that's my endorsement right there. Take there that to the go. bank. Uh, go check them out, Dadario.com. Yeah, Pick you up know, that XT you string. Can fi- you don't have to say the the URL, Steve. People are going to be able to find Dadario. Go to, go to HTTP colon no HTTPS because you want to go to the secure site. Yeah colon slash slash www.google.com backslash search about for, info search for Diderio. <laughs> all right uh this next topic was sent by Stephen, and he asks will electric guitar die this century so there are here we are uh, 81 years basically left in the century steve did you know that the current full moon hold on to your seat because this is going to shock you you won't believe it current full moon is the last full moon of the decade doesn't that rock your world <laughs> someone posted an article about that the other day and i was like this isn't interesting and they were like yes it is interesting i'm like what? it seriously isn't <laughs> so anyways will guitar will electric guitar survive this i hope century? they also posted an article like two weeks ago and saying this new moon is the last new moon of the decade. <laughs> Ryan, did you know that this Christmas is the last Christmas of this decade? I'm really just, I can't wait till the last high tide of the decade. <laughs> did you know that this New Year's Eve is the last New Year's Eve of 2019? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I can't wait to watch the last Netflix original that gets released of this decade. <laughs> I wonder if it's already been released. No, they come out with stuff like every week, dude. I can't wait to have the last hamburger of the decade. I'm going to eat it right before midnight so I can claim that title. Who oh, cares about like the, the decade? The world's last hamburger of the decade, not yeah. just your personal last. No, the world. I was going to say, you could have eaten that already. No, dude, I'm going to eat a lot of hamburgers before the end of the decade. <laughs> I've, got, I've got at least 10 on my calendar. <laughs> I think we needed to laugh this episode because we're going way off topic. <laughs> I forgot we had. I'm just pushing buttons. <laughs> the sound I just didn't even know. You got know the that. right one. Uh, so anyways, do you think electric guitar will survive to the end of the decade? I'm talking to the 22nd century, Steve. Yeah, I think so. I think so, too. I mean, there's still freaking accordions around. <laughs> it's been a long while since accordion was a hot instrument. There's All still- right, so uh, this ad is... Oh, my gosh, by- shut up! <laughs> We're in agreement. Let's move forward. <laughs> there's, we have to explore... This territory, Steve, this is our job. If we um, don't answer this question fully, then someone else will do it for us, and then like we're going to get replaced. Probably the gear slum. Probably the gear slum. I mean, they read all our Facebook posts in mind uh, for their topics. Yeah, I don't, you know, I don't see a reason. I don't think it will be like, you know, and people have been saying this, like, it's not going to be the same. No. You know, but, 
you know, nothing is what there's maybe like one or two major acts right now. Well, I don't, I can't even name them. Like I'm well, just, here, let's do I'm this. just saying, postulating that there may be like just a handful of artists out there who are making, you know, the same, like who are trying to recreate music, you know, from the, from the outset of the electric guitar. And right, I, right. and I mean that in like the pop sense, like, yeah, yeah. You know, and even going further in one, are, are, are you going to, are you trying to tell me that in 80 years, jazz isn't going to exist? I'm surprised it exists right now, but it probably will exist because it seems like it's like, coming back. Some of these musical forms are already, you know, like what rocket 88 came out in like what? 1958. I want to say 1959, something mm-hmm. like that. So that's a song that's already 60 years old. So yeah. And here we like, are that art form still that, playing guitar. That's not going to last like another 80 years. Like, well, here, here's, here's my thought experiment, Steve. Worst case scenario, guitar declines steadily over the next century. And by the end of the century, uh, only like music history nerds are dicking around with guitars anymore, but guitars are still being made on a, on a level to sustain the people who want them. What does guitar look like a hundred years from now? Not a hundred years, but, but at the end of the century. Yeah, what, yeah. What what does guitar look like in that scenario at the end of the century in eighty years? No one is really interested, but you know, people play it the same way people play mountain dulcimer now, or something like that. Then, I mean, in that case, I you know, I guess the the question was, will electric guitar die? Right. And and um, I'm talking about electric guitar. No, I know. I wouldn't talk about acoustic guitars. Those are boring, Steve. <laughs> I would never talk about acoustic guitars. Very true. How, how dare you? Very true. Um, <laughs> uh, so you know, I guess that that kind of like one of the arguments I was going to make is like, well, you know, like you, there's no other instrument that, like, basically, if somebody wants to like write a ballad, they're either writing like a piano ballad or a guitar ballad, but guitar ballads are on acoustic guitar primarily. Right. So, um, well, what is, you know, 80 years from now, someone's still going to want to hear, uh, freaking, what is that band that does the heavy metal Christmas music? Trans-Siberian, Trans-Siberian orchestra. orchestra. They're going to have to bust out, uh, you know, these little riffs in these classical pieces from, a forgotten time for the holidays, right, you right. know, like they're going to have to bust out an electric guitar to perform these things. You know, you're going to hire an electric guitarist to come play at, uh, you know, at a bar minister or something like that, because it's the traditional sound. So you, that, is that where you're going with this? Is that like, this is your thought that, um, or like they get, only... they get brought out in like classical orchestras to play pieces that were written in the past 80 years, you know? Right. Um, or the past, I, I don't, e- I don't even think it's going to be like that specialized. Like, I don't, I don't think we're going to, I just don't see, I see the electric, the usage of electric guitar changing. You know, I think we are already at a point where electric guitar isn't the primary like pop right, instrument, right. but you know, I think it will cycle. Yeah. I mean, I think, geez, uh, man, have you ever heard of new, like, have you ever listened to new order? Like, right, right. I think that was New Order the band. There was like one some band in like the early '80s that literally had like five synthesizers. Like that the was band was most just bands in the '80s, dude. I mean, you're talking about craft work there. 
No, Kraftwerk was only two synthesizers. Okay, okay. They were just both the size of garages. But if you want to play chords, you have to have a couple of synthesizers because right. they're monophonic. Mon- like they're, it's a, yeah, if it's a monosynth, yeah. You, if you want that good tone, you want the monophonic. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. the polyphonics don't sound as good, apparently. Um, what about a dual, dual-phonic? I, I think it's most likely that you know music will shift and change and the guitar will fill different roles over the decades. And as sands of time sift through our hands it'll be something different to our great-grandchildren than it is to us yeah same way it's different to us and our great-grandparents uh but in, in like a worst case scenario where it just kind of fades away into obscurity like i'm talking about what the guitar itself looks like like the form of the guitar the product of the guitar i've always imagined that like when guitar gets distilled down to being like Oh, there an electric guitar is just like one thing. It's not all these different variations of brands and different right. forms that we're not. It's just gonna kinda look like an Ibanez with an HSS HSH, you know? I don't think there's gonna be like even that uh if it's an Ibanez, it's gonna be like an S body. I that's what I'm saying. It's, I think it's it, not even gonna be like be, an RG. No, it's gonna be like an ultra thin S body, or I'm thinking like it's it's gonna end up being like millimetric stuff. It's gonna be like a very like uh like a very overall kind of practical, right, right. Like a practical, easily replicated design. It's just going to look the way people think electric guitar sounds like. The way you see a violin, and to a layperson, all violins kind of yeah. look the same. Yeah, there won't be like hundreds of different shapes and models of just be like, oh yes, that is an electric guitar. I saw one of those in an orchestra one time when I went out. To see an orchestra play the classic music, the classic movie themes of the mid 21st century or something like that. You know? I don't know, man. I mean, I get what you're saying. But like, this is like the worst case I think scenario. Need, I think you need more time for that really to happen and you need it to really fall out of favor. So we need to jump in a time machine and look at guitar in a thousand years for that, for it to well, be I'm that level? I'm just saying, like, you think about like that, the, the, one of the things that drive, well, one of the things I will say that like drives violin design is the fact that it's like it's played in a very specific way sure in the case of most violins like it needs to be able to it needs to be self-amplifying you know it's why like a functionally like acoustic guitar design hasn't changed in probably in almost 100 years Mm. right um but you've seen and and there's not like a ton of variation there's like variations on body shape i guess like is it a dreadnought is it a jumbo is it a parlor like yeah yeah whatever but i guess guitar is kind of future proof in the way that there are so many different ways it can be played yeah. well an electric guitar you know and there's so many different sounds like you said can, like there's a worse ca- there's a worst case scenario of like well is it just going to be distilled down to like a basic set of features but because n- electric guitar doesn't rely on a specific like feature set in order to function mm-hmm. like at its bare bones, an electric guitar is a body, a neck, the shape, the design of the body is irrelevant. It kind of is. Um, I mean, obviously can, there's a, there's, there are considerations, but sure, there's little things like there's reasons that yeah. like, there are people who are strat people and Les Paul people and SG people. And sometimes those things don't really have a lot to do with, with the design of the, or with like the pickup selection or the next selection, it's like, Oh yeah, I just like the way they look. Sure. 
And, it fits my vibe. And so with electric guitar, you always have those kinds of aesthetic choices because the, your aesthetic choices don't necessarily impact um, impact the instrument. Yeah. And so I think like you might see more things like uh, – can't remember who the builder is, but like one of those builders that like has all of like they have like three they they cover you know your your Strat your Les Paul these your basic standard electric guitar body shapes, but they all have like hot swappable pickups. Yeah, yeah. You might see like more stuff like that where people can be like, yeah, I just really like this body shape and I want to be able to use it with every any well, pickup th- combination I want. I think in eighty years, in unless we get into a Mad Max future, I think every component of a guitar will just be virtual. Like all the pickups will be virtual. It'd just of. be all digital and you'll just be playing like, yeah. Like, Oh, I want a humbucker and you'll like swipe in a holographic humbucker, you know? Well, like, well, I presumably the strings would still be physical or no, maybe not. Or they would be physical, but they wouldn't actually be the thing that is producing the signal on the tone. Like they're there for you to have a, a tangible thing to touch. Right physical thing to interact with um but then the sound being made itself is a representation of you know the plug that you jack into the back of your skull <laughs> and that's where all the pro- that's where all the processing happens <laughs> you sign me up <laughs> yeah the borg are always like resistance is futile and i'm just over here like hey who's resisting <laughs> where do i sign in yeah <laughs> You got a front you got a front desk or what? So this whole Borg life thing, yeah, there's not like taxes, right? There's no bills or anything. Okay, yeah, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah. I'll, over here, where do you simulate me? I'll do I have to bend over? Whoa. <laughs> <Yeah>. Ooh. <laughs> Some days Borg life does look pretty relaxing. And I think they hashtag get, Borg life. I think they get there like they're typically like they're pretty much locked in those eight hours of sleep a night. I they know, get the. Ex- I know you're in for that. They get the exact amount of sleep that they need because that is the most efficient thing to do. Yeah. I can't believe yeah. we're bored talking right now. Here we are bored talking. Listen, you want to get into the last ad? Yeah, now that this, we've saved uh, the future. This ad is sent by Damien Michael. You know um, what? We talked about. We talked about players that speed up their plan. I don't think the owner of this guitar needs to speed up at all. They already—they already love going fast. They want to go a fast. Sonic the Hedgehog acoustic Ibanez electric guitar. This Sonic the Hedgehog Ibanez electric acoustic guitar is custom painted by local artists. Text only or best offer. They're looking for two hundred and seventy-five dollars, and. Um, all I gotta say is, if you're interested in it, uh, you need to go buy this because it's gonna go fast. <laughs> I was trying to make a good fast joke, and you made a better one. <laughs> I've been sitting on that one. You know what I, I realized about this that I I hate almost immediately is, um, I mean, I guess that's basically a proper cursive S, but it just looks so jarring. It looks like an and. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it no. looks. It, it's in no way like a Sonic the Hedgehog style S. So I don't even know where that typeface comes from. And it, this thing going over on the top bout is that a DNA strand? I, it's. I think it's supposed to be a like a 
in Sonic, like there's areas where you're like running on a platform and then the platform corkscrews. Oh, it's the balloon. Isn't there platforms that are held up by balloons? So there's like green things over it. Maybe. Is you, that think what's going on? you think it's a corkscrew? It's not corkscrewing though. It looks like it's, it's not DNA. It looks like it's trying to corkscrew. It's not helixing, which means it's not DNA. <laughs> But this is like a really sorry painting of Sonic. It looks better than that first version of the Sonic movie, though. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> if that had been the movie, people would have been like, ah, it's good enough. Let's watch this thing. <laughs> I still can't believe that that movie was so... It was so bad. Like, like people hated the initial design so much that they were like, you know what? We're going to cancel this release. We'll see you in six months with a new trailer. Well, didn't they throw like 30 million at it or something to fix all the animation? I have no idea. It was something huge like that. Uh, I know that's not huge for movies, but like you think about it, they already spent 80 million on the thing. They're looking at it like no one's going to watch this except for as a joke. We're about to lose 80 million dollars. Let's throw 30 million at it. So maybe we can get 60 back. You know, I'm sure there was like some sort of studio math going on with yeah. that thing. Like, let's spend 30 more so we can get 60 back, and then we'll write off the rest. You know, uh, it'll be interesting to see uh, if that movie does well at all. I feel like the because I, of the fact that they went back and redid it, I feel more compelled to go watch it now as a thank you. I've I've literally seen people who are posting like whether or not this movie sucks. It's important. Like, it's basically important saying to like if you like it. movies, it's important to do it because it's like. If basically if a studio took a risk by by saying like, you know what, like everyone hates this trailer, everyone hates this design, let's go back and try to like make it better and like use this feedback to make it better, and then it still bombs, all you're really telling the studio is if it's gonna bomb, it's gonna bomb no matter what, and nothing you do matters. Right, right. So how do you feel about this guitar, Steve? It's two hundred and seventy five dollars. It was a. It I was, don't even think this was two hundred and seventy-five dollars new. No, there's no way. <laughs> well, it's, a, it's an Ibanez. Some Ibanez acoustics can be nice, but looking at this thing, I don't think it's one of the expensive Ibanez. No, I think. I mean, maybe this was like two seven, like in the two. Maybe it's like four hundred new. Um, they do have kind of a range, but this is definitely not an Ibanez acoustic. That if I saw it without the paint job for two seventy-five, the paint job itself it says. Uh, Custom painted by local artists who apparently like don't really know how to use clear coat. I don't really know how to use brushes in general. <laughs> don't really know how to. From paint. my perspective here, yeah, not really, uh, not really, maybe uh, an artist. Uh, no, more like a high, local like artist. a high school doodler is what I'd call this. I feel like if you're gonna do this the way. I feel like the way you have to do it is stencil. At least for the the lettering, like you should use stencils. Stencil that out, spray paint it. I think the way to do this is to not do I, this. I think the way to do this is just uh, make like buy official stickers. Yeah, decals. St de put decals on it, and then put clear coat on top. No, of No, I I think I would enjoy seeing a well done piece of like lowbrow home done art that was done in a charming way. But there's, there's not a lot this charming about this. I mean, it's, it's all right. I guess. I don't know if my kid drew that Sonic, I'd hang it on the fridge. Yeah. Cause your kid is what is five. Right. Right. Did they let a five year old paint this? <laughs> I think what's the age cutoff for this art, Steve? 
where you're like, okay, that's that's not appropriate anymore for your age. Like appropriate skill? Yeah. I don't know. Probably like ten. You think that's a ten level? Ten ten year? Ten? Tw- I I mean I can't draw that well, so I don't. I I, I think I'm in a rough spot here. I think if a high schooler did this, I'd be like, ah, that's that's a nice nice try. I'd be I'd be I'd I'd. I'd be gracious to a high schooler at this. Past high school and college, this is unacceptable. If you do this in college, what the hell's wrong with you? But I'm not skewing as low as you are right now. Most no, people- okay, I, I, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm saying like if a 12 year old did this, I'd be like, oh, that's really good. If a high schooler did, I'm like, all right, like, oh yeah. Yeah, you you do you. Have yeah. you ever looked up uh, the the game where you Google your name followed by the hedgehog? I have. Let's do it right now. <laughs> I haven't done it in a long time. And then we'll post Ryan and Steve the Hedgehog to the video. This Ryan. is the very f- you do the very first one? Um you can do the first one or you can do whichever one tickles your fancy, uh, I guess. There is a Steve the Hedgehog where somebody photoshopped Steve Buscemi's face on top of Sonic the Hedgehog. That one's pretty sketchy right there. Do screen grabs and make sure you send them to me at the end of the night here. I don't like this pencil art one. Uh, this one's kind of fun. Rocket boots with a poncho. Ryan the Hedgehog. Do this, everyone. Oh my gosh, this one's dark. Look how moody that is. You're so moody, Ryan. That's not me. That looks like uh, some decent art. And see, that was more what I was expecting. Is that sort of thing. Right. That doesn't even have a backdrop. Yeah, it's a it's a PNG. <laughs> the transparent Ryan the Hedgehog. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get out of here. Tell me about the song, Steve. Uh, this week's song is sent by Matt Hart. He's in a band called Never Knew. Uh, There's said, dozens of us. I've been a fan of the podcast for a while and wanted to send along two songs by my band Never Knew for potential use on the show. In both songs, the primary guitar is a Fender Mustang 90 into a twin reverb. The pedals were an Earthquaker device's Westwood, a full-tone, catalog, a full-tone catalyst on flame setting. An EHX Big Muff, and if I remember correctly, and I might not, a Lotus Pedal Designs THD Plus N. Fight song for the Academy is not the one we're going to play because the one we're going to be playing is called Murmur Roar. uh, Pronounced like Murmur Plus Roar. Uh, It's a title of our album that came out um, in December of 2018. So we're going to play Murmur Roar from the band Never Knew. You know, download this and plug it in. Oh, Steve. where's the where's the It's right there, right in front of you. Do, 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 do. So professional, guys. I'm super on top of it. As never as sixty cycle hum, six years on the air. Hey, this is new technology. This is a thing we've only been doing for like a month. This is what happens. <laughs> this is what that Jamiroquai song is this about. This is what happens when you change the show. When virtual insanity? Yeah. <laughs> Let's listen to that song instead. <laughs> I'd lose my mind if this song was just Jamiroquai right now. <laughs> it's almost done downloading. I can see the little bar. There we go.
I liked it. What do you think, Steve? Oh, that was the wrong one. Whatever. <laughs> no, I liked it. That, I, that brought back some uh, some park gallery memories. Yeah, yeah. Like. I like so, that uh, punk rock sort of stuff. That's great. Yeah, yeah. All right. Bye, everyone. Stay grounded. <laughs>